Welcome to the Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus. Our world is full of incomplete solutions, leaving people searching for more. God's only solution for all mankind, for all time, is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. The Solution Radio Show will help you to grow in your relationship with God as your Heavenly Father. Your purpose is far greater than the day-to-day circumstances of life. Let's join Greg as he shares God's Word with us today. Today we will look at trusting our loving Heavenly Father, and in the second half of the show we will be joined by Christian author, speaker, and a dear friend of mine, Anne Sullivan, to discuss the topic of dealing with anxiety and her new book, which was just released last week, titled Unsatisfied, Finding Contentment in a Discontented World. You know, every day I meet people who are anxious. They are worried, they are anxious about their relationships, about their health, and some about their finances. Just the other day I met Chiquita, a single mom. She was on her way to her day job as a caregiver for an elderly gentleman. I asked her if there was anything I could pray for for her. She began to pour out her heart about how she works two jobs. The second, nights at Target. She has a daughter in eighth grade. That day, she only had two dollars to her name, and it needed to last until she was paid later in the week. You could hear in her voice and see in her face the tiredness, the discouragement, and the frustration that she was dealing with. It was sad to see. My heart went out to her. We prayed together, and I asked our Heavenly Father to protect her and to prosper her and to strengthen her. She teared up as she thanked me for the prayer, saying that she really, really needed that. People in this world, they're hurting. They need those of us that know God and His Word to love them, to make known to them the living Word. We can do that by speaking God's Word and praying and ministering God's healing and deliverance to them. And at times, we may be able to help them out financially or help them find a job or just give a listening ear allowing them to pour their heart out. Shakita, that day, was able to know a little more about the one true God and his love for her. There's a need for all of us to grow in our trust of the living God. Our trust will grow as our relationship deepens with our Heavenly Father. It is vitally important that we know that God loves us. The foundation of our relationship with God has to be built on love. If you have a Bible handy and you'd like to follow along, I'm going to read here in 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 through 11, and we'll be reading this from the Phillips Bible, or the Phillips translation, verse 9 of 1 John chapter 4. To us, the greatest demonstration of God's love for us has been his sending his only Son into the world to give us life through him. We see real love, Not in the fact that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to make personal atonement or full payment for our sins. Verse 11, if God loved us as much as that, surely we in our turn should love each other. God has demonstrated his love towards us by sending his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die for us. Shakita, she saw some of that love when we prayed together. Let's look at the Gospel of John, chapter 3, uh, verses 16 through 18. Uh, this verse 16 is probably the most famous verse of all time. 
Uh, it's one of the most quoted. You see it held up on uh, signs at sports events and so forth. John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believes on him, he that believes on Jesus Christ is not condemned. But he that believes not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. That's the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. God loves you. He gave his Son as your substitute in his death on the cross. Jesus Christ did not come to condemn you. He came that you might be saved and that you might receive eternal life. Those that are condemned, well, they are condemned only because they choose not to believe, not to trust the living God. In daily conversation, in the media, in books, and in writings, people say many things about God and His Son, Jesus Christ. Some of it is just not true. In order for us to know the truth about God, we need to go to the source, His Word, the Bible. Our Heavenly Father, He has no hidden agenda. He does not lie. He is love, and love has no ulterior motive. There's a remarkable verse in the book of Numbers in the Old Testament. This verse is a testament to the trustworthiness of God. It displays the integrity and the character of our Heavenly Father. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? God does not lie as men do. God does not misrepresent his intentions by saying one thing, yet really meaning something else. He doesn't change his mind. He is reliable. He has given us his word, and he upholds his word to perform it, to bring it to pass. He has the ability, and he has the resources to do that which he has promised to you in his word. Our God is a faithful God. He's a trustworthy God. He's a loving God. Our culture, our society have greatly underestimated who God is and the love that he has for each of us. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. This verse is uh, probably one of my all-time favorites. I've read it uh, thousands of times, and it contains remarkable truth. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he, God, hath made him, Jesus Christ, to be sin in place of us who knew no sin. Jesus Christ never knew sin, by experience. He had never sinned. So let me start the verse again. For he, God, hath made him, Jesus Christ, to be sin in place of us who knew no sin, the purpose being that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. The purpose that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. You are the righteousness of God. Well, how righteous is God? <laughs> He's as righteous as righteous can be. There's nothing more righteous. There's nothing more right. 
Well, as God's children, we need to quit condemning ourselves. We need to quit thinking that we're not worth anything. You are worth something to God. He chose you as his eternal habitation. He sent his son to die for you. The value of something is indicated by the price paid to acquire it. Well, the price paid for you was the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who always did his Father's will. Let's look at the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Here it states, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he, God, shall direct your paths. We are to trust God with all our heart. It's easy for us to trust God when we know that he loves us, which he surely does. You trust people in your life when you know they love you. You learn to know God's love for you as you spend time with him. Spend time meditating on his word, reading his word. Talk to him throughout the day. But don't you do all the talking. <laughs> Listen for his still small voice. You're his child. He desires to have fellowship with you. Remember in Proverbs chapter 4, it states that all the issues of our life come from our heart. It's available to have the Word of God so alive within your heart because of the time you have spent with God by reading His Word, meditating on His Word, and fellowshipping with Him throughout your day that you are able to trust Him no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the situation, no matter what temptation that may come your way. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. Is there nothing he can't do? True Christianity, well, <laughs> true Christianity is not a dead religion. It's alive. It's the spirit of the living God in Christ in you. It's our hope of glory. Your life has a purpose. You are not some has-been or a throwaway. You have a purpose, and you live that purpose when you trust God. Allow God to love you. Allow him to direct your heart. If you have areas in your life that you would like to see change, where you would like to be able to grow in trusting God, in Psalm 119, verse 11, it says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Remember, all the issues of our life come from our heart. Let's hide God's word in our heart. To the end that, we might not sin against God. Another one in Psalm 119, I believe it's verse 162. The entrance of thy word gives light, it gives understanding unto the simple or unto the humble. The entrance of God's word gives light. Where there's darkness in our life, let's find the word of God, which is the light that will dispel that darkness. If it's healing we need, well, we put on God's word regarding healing. There's so, so many verses about healing. 3 John 2, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. If it's finances, well, we look to the Father. We put on the light of his word. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound unto every good work. God is able, he is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency, all that you need, that you might abound unto every good work, the work that he has called you to. Allow the word of God to live in your heart. 
don't be afraid to live the life that God has called you to live. His love, perfect love, God's love, cast out all fear. I often tell people that they are God's very best. You know, that's not a, a trite saying. It's the truth. You are God's very best. After we return from this short break, we will be joined by Christian author and speaker, Ann Sullivan, to discuss the topic of dealing with anxiety and her new book, Unsatisfied, Finding Contentment in a Discontented World. Be sure to visit the thesolutionradioshow.com. John posted a comment on the Solution Radio Show website that said, Loved your teaching. This knowledge of who we are in Christ is so vitally important to us. What an amazing privilege we have to reconcile people back to our loving Father. God bless you. John is one of many listeners that we hear from here at the Solution Radio Show. Now through the end of March, if you send a donation of any amount, we will send you a copy of Volume 1, God's Magnificent Goodness. Volume 1 contains the first 14 teaching segments of the Solution Radio Show, along with discussion questions at the end of each chapter. Volume 1 may be used as an individual or group study guide. It will be mailed mid-March. Help to make a difference by supporting The Solution Radio Show with your donation. Visit thesolutionradioshow.com and click the Donate button today. This is The Solution Radio Show, exploring God's solution for all mankind, for all time, Jesus Christ, with your host, Greg Backus. Our guest today is Ann Sullivan. Ann is the author of the book, Permission to Doubt, and just released last week, Unsatisfied, Finding Contentment in a Discontented World. Ann also writes a blog titled Simple Truths. She has worked as a teacher and international conference speaker for over 15 years. Ann also served as a coordinator and trainer for the women's ministries at Elmbrook Church in Brookfield, Wisconsin, which is an outreach that ministers to over a thousand women every week. After growing up in a Christian home, Anne studied history and philosophy at a secular university where her faith was challenged on every level. After graduating, her doubts followed her as she battled through a 13-year panic disorder that was fueled by an undiagnosed heart condition. Anne asked the difficult questions, and she followed the evidence to its logical conclusion. She emerged with a refined faith in Christ and a love for the core teachings of Scripture. I'd like to welcome my friend Ann Sullivan to the Solution Radio Show. Welcome, Ann. So good to be here with you, Greg. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for joining us. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your personal journey and how you've grown in your understanding of God's love for you? Yes, I grew up in a wonderful Christ-centered home. I mean, a Christian home in the best sense. It was very gracious, loving, kind, fun, some of the most generous, brightest people I ever knew, uh, and the, the most fun. Um, and I uh, really took so much of that for granted, as so many kids do that grow up in that kind of setting. And so when I went off to a secular university, as you mentioned, um, I majored in these things that were challenging my worldview and um, I actually think that's a good thing, and that's why I wrote my first book, really, to help people sort of be prepared to answer some of those questions when their kids grow up in this Christian home, then they go to a secular school and they say, okay, this stuff isn't even relevant anymore. So I would like to 
address that and, and prepare people because I think, um, you know, there's just so much to be shared. But that really was my growing up years was just being in a really good environment. And I have to say, you know, my parents taught me the love of God. They were the best examples of it. Not everybody has been given that. Mm-hmm. But I take Luke 12 seriously, to whom much is given, much is required, and they really gave me a lot. In in the journey, is there one key truth that maybe you have seen to be foundational in overcoming anxiety and fear, and then in turn, growing closer to God? Yeah, you know, I think, um, I think one of the things that I really needed to learn is that God's love is not about how we feel. Um, we get very feelings oriented, and I think that gets us in trouble. Uh, some people enjoy that, and they're fine with that. But for someone like me, I'm very analytical, and um, I couldn't always trust my emotions, especially when I was dealing with an undiagnosed uh, panic disorder for all those years. Everything was magnified, and and um, so I think one of the first things I had to learn was that how I feel isn't really what my faith is based on. It's based on God's truth, his revelation to us. And uh, I think one of the things that are really so fundamentally important to people who are struggling with anything is that we are called to a body of believers and we need to reach out for help. There are so many people out there willing to help people who are struggling with so many different things. It's hard to to have peace when you're struggling with anxiety or an OCD you know, issue or clinical depression. So all of those things uh, just giving us a well-rounded approach to to growing in grace and then you're able to actually then see god's love in ways that maybe you were too wounded to experience before Mm -hmm. now that's just such a a tremendous truth that you stated there we need to be willing to reach out to our brothers and sisters in christ because there are people out there that want to help they will be willing to pray with us they'll be willing to help us work through the situation that we're dealing with right exactly that's so true and i think you know unfortunately for example, depression prefers, you know, solitude, but that's mm-hmm. like the worst thing you can do. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You know, forcing it, which is what I write about in, in this next book that uh, just came out. Um, you know, just trying to deal with that discontentment and making it work for you. There's always something that can be used and gained from our disappointments with our lives, our relationships, our God. Um, you know, what is it that God's teaching us in these mm-hmm. moments? So, yeah. Well, now referring back to your first book, which which I read a couple of years ago when it first came out in Permission to Doubt, uh, you refer to the image problem that just plagues many Christians today. Can you elaborate a little bit on that and how uh, we in the church can avoid that problem and find our true identity in Christ? And not only that, but in finding that identity in Christ, then we're able to see the defeat of anxiety and fear. Absolutely. Um you know, there are so many image problems. The church is going through growing pains. You know, the message of truth never changes, but um, how we package that message has to change. It has to evolve and grow with us if we're going to be relevant. And the Barna Group did some studies recently and talked about the image problem that we do have in the church and how we don't appear to be relevant to the world. And take any example. Um, science. A lot of people are sort of afraid to to mix science and faith. I think they go together beautifully. John Lennox is one of my favorite Oxford professors who is just written so much extensively on that. And to just be able to be educated enough so that when your child raised in a Christian home who believes the 
the you know the the uh, theories of of creation in a certain set way not that you need to change your thoughts but you certainly need to be ready to um, answer theirs you know there are lots of christians who are deeply committed and who see things in different lights and to just be able to be relevant enough to talk to people in the culture because we lose them very quickly when we are so clearly uh, shutting them down and and we need to earn the right to be heard i think people need to see that we're generous, approachable, we're honest, we're transparent, we're willing to be helpful. And and here's one really big one, just being kind to people. Mm-hmm. Those types of things, we're just getting back to basics, will allow us to maybe uh, redeem the image that's somehow been made into some crazy caricature uh, in our time. That's a tremendous truth, because earning the right to be heard, um, walking in love and living the word— gives you the right to be heard. And right. so often Christians act like the rest of the world, and we certainly don't want to go in that direction. Absolutely. Now, uh, just last week, your your newest book, Unsatisfied, Finding Contentment in a Discontented World, it was released and is available, I know, on Amazon. Can you give us an overview of what you cover in this book? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I was thinking about the title, uh, Unsatisfied, Uh, I had given my manuscript to Jerry Jenkins, the big guy in the literary world, and I had never met him. And I thought, well, I'll just give it to him and see if he'll endorse it or if he hates it. I'll never meet him. So what do I care? (laughs) And he absolutely loved it. Called it a work of art. So I was extremely excited. But he also said, you know, why not call it satisfied rather than unsatisfied? Well, in the world of publishing, my it was too late. Mm -hmm. But um, I thought about that and I thought, you know, it can sound very whiny. Like, uh, you know, we have so much to complain about. And let's face it, most of us live in this country with so many blessings to be grateful for. But when you're struggling, you know, that thought just annoys you more because, you know, you may be dealing with different kinds of um, anger issues and bitterness and jealousy and and fear and, and even boredom. So many things that cause us to be discontented in a world where we're sort of always measuring up to to what we see on on Instagram and Facebook and all these things that really skew our view of what we should be. So I do like to shoot from the hip. I do like to be honest. I like to have a good time and I like to bring in all sorts of scripture and Harvard studies and lots of uh, stories and and lots of um, fun with such heavy topics. And, Mm -hmm. And that's really what this book is all about. Well, is there a specific incident you'd like to share with us today from this new book? Yeah, I, I was just um, I was just thinking about how um, I'm, I'm putting together a, a seminar that, that I'm going to be giving a workshop in the Midwest here on uh, this challenge of being content. And I, I guess one of the things that I, I'm really trying to get uh, the people to do most, this will be for women. I do speak to both men and women, but just trying to get people to ask themselves you know, what is going on inside of me? I'm not looking to be self-absorbed, but I do like a little self-reflection. Uh, and I think I do a lot of this in this book, and I'll be doing that a lot at the at the workshops, asking ourselves, what is it that makes me discontent? What would make me happy? You know, what is that thing? And, and could it be in this uh, discomfort that God is trying to speak to me? See, that's what I really think about all this. It's so easy to say this when you're not in a trial, so much easier when the trial is over. But these are the moments where God is saying, "Okay, lean in. You know, it's not as I often say, it's not at the end of the best day you've ever had that you fall into bed and go, where are you, God? 
It's always that moment where nothing makes sense. And so I'm saying, you know, whether you're in it or you know someone in it or, you know, to prepare you for when it comes, just being ready to face those moments of discontentment and and really redeem them in powerful ways. We're speaking with Ann Sullivan, uh, author and speaker. Uh, Her recent book, Unsatisfied, Finding Contentment in a Disconnected World, just released this last week. Ann, as we begin to close out our conversation today, Is there anything on your heart that you'd like to share with our listeners to encourage them in the things of God? You know, I would love to connect with as many people as would like to connect with me. And um, that is the way that I would really like to encourage people. I think people are very disconnected um, in these days. uh, As we hear this all the time, the statistics of social media making us all these friends we have and we have less and less connections. So my encouragement would be to to take that first step and reach out, you know, to reach out to somebody who uh, might understand you, a doctor, a counselor, a pastor, a friend, or me. You know, I we have a whole uh, situation that we are able to respond to people. And um, so, yeah, that would be my encouragement to take the step. You know, don't just stay stuck. Do that next thing. Well, now, I know I saw on the Internet, I, I think it's sometime in March, uh, you have a conference coming up in the Milwaukee area. Is that correct? Right, at Elmbrook Church in Brookfield, Wisconsin, um, on March 2nd, it's okay. a Saturday, and that is a women's gathering, um, and I will be doing a, my seminar, my workshop on my book, Discontented uh, Topics, called, you know, Unsatisfied, Finding Contentment in a Discontented World, mm-hmm. so that's the a seminar we'll be on. Everybody's invited, would love to see you. Okay, do you have any others scheduled coming up in the next month or two, or... I do. And most of them are here in the Midwest and almost all of them are for women. Like I said, I love speaking to men too. And and we do cross over out of church things into corporate things as well, which this book will speak to both the uh, stay at home people and the people out there working. And uh, if they get on my website or on my Facebook, they will see all all those things there. Okay. That's great. Are any of these conferences also maybe a simulcast through the internet or anything like that where they could tune in, so to speak? No, I have some interviews that will be uh, simulcast through Facebook, but none of these seminars yet. Um, I do have some samples of speaking and talks I've given on my website. Um, Christmas time, I spoke to 2,000 people on the topic of, of, you know, what we struggle with at Christmas time when we're trying to be joyful. Um, and it was, it was a, a really powerful time. That's available on, on my um, website as well. Okay. We, we have listeners all throughout the United States and actually through the Internet around the world Uh, If somebody would like to have you come and speak at their church, their conference, or their Bible study, what's going to be the best way for them to get a hold of you? You know what? I am actually going to give my email address here. I don't normally do that, but um, it is A-C-K Sullivan. So that's Anne Caroline Kilroy Sullivan. That's my full name, A-C-K Sullivan at Comcast.net. Um, you can always email me there. You can contact me through my website, which is Ann C. Sullivan. There is no E on Ann. My Facebook is Ann C. Sullivan. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I would be glad to, to respond to anyone who would like to invite me to come and speak to them. Well, the emails are going to come rolling in. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> okay. Uh, <clears throat> we'll make time for it. Yes, that's acksullivan at comcast.net, www.ancsullivan.com. Well, that's wonderful, Anne. I really appreciate your time today and sharing your heart and life with us. And 
uh, just wish you the best with your speaking and, and your authorship of uh, the two books you've got and the others you've got in the works, I'm sure. And thank you for your time today. Greg, I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm so excited about your uh, new adventure with this uh, new program. I, I feel like you have such a heart for God and you have such a, a talent for this. So anytime you want to invite me, I'd love to spend time with you. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Anne. Very kind words from you. And we'll have you back again for sure. Okay, sounds great. Alrighty, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Solution Radio Show. Be sure to visit thesolutionradioshow.com where you may re-listen to all of our previous shows. There is also a link to the website of today's guest, Ann Sullivan. You can email me if you'd like, greg at thesolutionradioshow.com and our mailing address is the Solution, P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. That's P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. Send us a note on how the teaching has blessed you or the interview has blessed you. We'd love to hear from you. Have an awesome rest of your day. God bless you in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. The Solution Radio Show archives are available at thesolutionradioshow.com along with resources to encourage and help in your walk with God. The Solution Radio Show is supported by listeners like you. Make a donation today to join in sustaining God's work at thesolutionradioshow.com. You've been listening to The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, and we thank you for joining us today. God bless you. You are God's very best.